0: Hello, and welcome to the Treasures of Truth podcast with Dr. Jeremy Simpson of the Thanks to Calvary Baptist Church in Elkin, North Carolina. We hope that you enjoy the podcast today as we search together in the precious Word of God. Welcome to Treasures of Truth podcast, Brother Jeremy here. I want to go back to a verse we read uh, at the start of this podcast series on the The importance of church membership, where the Bible says this in verse uh Ephesians one twenty-two. The Bible said, and had put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. And then the Bible says again in First Corinthians twelve, twenty-seven, Now are ye the body of Christ and members in Christ. Particular. And we've been talking over the last few podcasts, and this is the seventh one. And I'm going to wrap up today, hopefully, I'm going to wrap up today uh, the thoughts about the church and the importance of church membership. Because this is the reason I've done this podcast is because the church has been so downplayed in the last few years, and it breaks my heart. And uh, because I believe the church is what God is doing right now before the rapture and before the tribulation and before the kingdom, uh, the millennial kingdom right now is the church age. And what all God is doing right now is the church. And there's, you can't show me anywhere from the new Testament where God is doing anything apart from the local church. And we talked about different things over the last seven podcasts. And if you've not listened to them, it would help you. It'll he- it helped me. And I've been in church all of my life, been a pastor now for 26 years. And, um, I, was just, I just want to give you a few thoughts today, uh, and I want to talk to you about two things. And I don't know that I'm going to really elaborate on them a lot because I don't have time. But I want to give you some thoughts. I want to, first of all, just focus for a second. And I want you to think about this. What a church needs in a pastor. What a church needs in a pastor. I, I know we got a lot of churches. And I know we got a lot of preachers, but I'm telling you, most churches are struggling. Most pastors are struggling. What does a church need? What do they really need? And I've been a pastor 26 years. I've had two pastors in my life, three, I'll say three, because we were members of my grandfather's church for four years while my dad was in evangelism. My grandfather was my pastor for four years from the age of 10 to 13 my dad was my pastor till I was ten, and then after the age of thirteen, he took another church. Till I took my first church at the age of twenty-two, and then there was a few months where I was uh, in between churches, where I was a member of my father-in-law's church, and so I, I know what it is to be pastored, and I know what it is to pastor. And the Bible says this in Ephesians 4:11, he gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, some teachers for the perfecting of saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. And that is the biblical needs for what a pastor is. A pastor is for perfecting the saint. that means to complete you, to bring you to a place where you can uh, of maturity. Uh, the work of the ministry is talking about the furtherance of the gospel. And then the edifying of the body of Christ, that is building up the church and the Word of God. So if you want a biblical description of what a church needs in a pastor, is first of all somebody who's going to bring the membership to maturity. It's going to be someone who brings the membership to ministry. And it's going to be someone who brings the membership to edification and building up. That's 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 what a pastor is. But I've got a few things that if I were to look for a pastor, this is what I would look for. The first thing I would want is doctrinal and challenging preaching. Every church member should desire a pastor that labors in the Word of God. 1 Timothy 5.17, Let the elders that rule well be counted of double, worthy of double honor, especially they who labor in word and doctrine. If I'm looking for a pastor, first thing I want to say, I want somebody who's doctrinally sound and who is challenging in their preaching. Passion in their preaching. The second thing I'd look for is love for the congregation. Because if you know your pastor loves you, everything else will fall in place. And if he doesn't, if you don't feel like he loves you, then nothing else matters. We've heard it for years. People don't know how much you care. Uh, People don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And a pastor can preach on anything to anybody as long as they know he's doing it because he loves them. The third thing I would look for in a pastor, and you may want to write these down, uh, doctrinal and challenging preaching, love of congregation, number three, character and reputation. Now, no pastor's perfect, but I do believe his character should be above reproach on moral issues, on financial issues, on family issues. Now, I'll say this. There are people that love me, and if you were to ask them about Brother Jeremy, They'd give you all kinds of good things to say. They'd give you all kinds of good things. They'd say things. Then, then if you ask the wrong person, over the last 26 years of ministry, there have been people that I have offended, people that I've hurt with the Word of God, and they'd say, oh, he ain't worth he ain't worth having. So I understand that rumors, and I understand that uh, opinions of people um, you know, can differ, but I'm talking about you know when a man is a man of reputation and a man of character. And that's what a pastor should be. Now, I'll say this, number four, write this one down. I want a pastor that's willing to work, willing to work. I'm not talking about a job. If need be, that'll be that'll be just fine. But I'm talking about a man, if he is full-time in the ministry, that he's actually full-time in the ministry, not full-time on the bass boat, not full-time on the golf course, not full-time in the deer stand. And I enjoy all of those things but there needs to be balance to those things. I, me and my son were talking just this um, week, brother Jeremiah Simpson, my son, he's an evangelist. And and I was talking, I said, you know, I'm at that church seven days a week. Uh, very rarely am I not here. Uh, I like to get here in the morning and work all day to about three o'clock. And uh, then I'll kick off around three o'clock unless it's a day, sometimes it runs later. But on the average day, from about 8 in the morning to about 3 o'clock in the afternoon. And I like to have my afternoons and evenings free. I can take Miss Rebecca out to supper. But I am here pretty much every single day. If I'm not preaching a revival meeting, I make I make time for this church every day. I love it. It's what I do. And uh, I, I told him, I said, some days I want a day off. And every now and again, I take one. But on a, on a regular average week, I am here at this church Sunday through Saturday. I believe in work. My wife is a worker. In fact, my wife can work circles around me. Sometimes I look at her and say, honey, you're married to an old man. And I'm not old by any stretch. I'm a late model, got a lot of miles. I said, we need to take a break today. And uh, But I believe in work. God helped this idea that a pastor only works one day a week. A true pastor is a worker a true pastor is willing to labor for the growth of a church. Number five, I would say this, if I was looking for a pastor, this is what I would want. I would want a man with vision, a man with vision. I want to hear what God is working in his heart. I want to hear about the possibilities of church growth. I want to hear, I want to be able to hear it in his voice that he thinks we're on the 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 uh, precipice and the and the threshold of revival, okay. Number six. I want leadership in a pastor, not dictatorship. I'm gonna say that again, and I pause for for a reason. I want leadership from my pastor. I don't want dictatorship. I'm not here to lord over the flock of thanks to Calvary Baptist Church. God has given me the overseer position. I'm not the boss. I'm just here to make sure that they are not the boss. You know what I say? Let God be the boss. He's pretty good at being God. Then I'd say this, number seven, I'd love my pastor to have joy and enthusiasm. I mean, what if I went into the church services? Service after service, angry, sad, depressed. My people are not going to get any help. And there are days that I don't, feel like being there. There are days when I'm discouraged. There are days when I have been cut to the heart by someone. My church congregation never knows that because I want them to see joy. I want them to see enthusiasm. That's what I would want in a pastor. Number eight, I want a pastor that does not yield to criticism. A true pastor will preach without fear and he will preach without favor. And I want to stand on what the Word of God says, no matter who stands against it. Let God be true and every man a liar. That's the kind of pastor I would want, so that's the kind of pastor I want to be. Number nine, this is a big one. I think a pastor, I want a pastor that would be transparent and honest. Every pastor should be open and honest and transparent about the church, about its finances, about the direction that it's headed. When something happens in the church, honesty is the best policy. Get up in front of your church congregation. If you're a pastor, get up in front of your church congregation and tell them the truth. Tell them the truth. Don't get up and and, uh, try to make it any less. Don't get up and try to make it any more. Get up and make it the truth. A pastor needs to understand he lives in a glass house. You are the example. I want a pastor that is transparent and honest. And number 10, the type of pastor I want is I want a pastor who has a burden for souls. Oh yeah, because the church will never grow until that pastor sees the harvest fields. That's what I want in a pastor. Now, let me tell you this. Now that I've said all that, let me say this. What I believe a pastor wants for a member Number one, Brother Jeremy, and I'm going to try to give you these quick. I know we're about 11 minutes in. Brother Jeremy, what would you want for a member of your church? Number one, I want a member that prays. I want a member that prays. And I I do want people that pray for me specifically, but I really just want them to be faithfully praying in all matters. The second thing I want in a member, I want them to have a spirit of unity. I want church members to be uncompromising on Bible Bible doctrine and issues, but I want them to be able to be willing to be to yield on minor issues and issues of preference. Spirit of unity. I want a prayer life. What kind of member do you want? A member with a prayer life, a member with a unity in their heart. Number three, I want a member who has respect for the pastor and his family. for for the pastor and his family. A lot of church kids and a lot of pastor's kids never make it because they've had to deal with disrespectful, impolite, ill-mannered Baptist church members. Every pastor wants respect. And I'll tell you this, I know this, a true pastor knows that respect is earned. And if you've got a pastor that preaches and lives the Word of God, he's worthy of double honor. Number four, what kind of member do I desire? that if they are critical, number four, if they are critical, that they do it face-to-face in the spirit of love. I don't like criticism, but it goes with the territory. But what I desire is if there is a critic, that they speak to me directly with the Word of God, having the Word of God to back up what they're criticizing, and speak to me personally face-to-face and not behind the back. That's what a pastor wants in a member. Number five, a pastor wants a member who is an encourager. I don't have to be applauded for everything, but I sure do appreciate those who that are, who are the encouragers in my life. You know, there's six things every pastor wants to hear. I'm praying for you. Your message helped me. I'm glad you're my pastor. How can I help in the ministry? I sure do love you and your family. And I'll tell you something else every pastor loves to hear. Amen. Preach. Hallelujah. Go on, preacher. Every pastor loves to hear amen. Be an encourager. Number six, what do I desire? I desire faithfulness. I desire for a member that's just there. Not big givers. Not great talent for singing. But they're there. They're faithful. Number seven, what do I desire? Personal soul winners. Because I can't build the church without them. Number eight, Members who are spiritual at home and not just show a show at church. Members who are spiritual at home and not just a show at church. Number nine, you knew I'd get there. What every pastor desires in a church member is for them to be faithful in their giving. Giving of tithes, giving of their talents, giving of their time. And number 10, what I desire as a pastor, is for a member to be a student of the Word of God. I don't mind people asking me Bible questions. I don't mind them questioning my sermon. I don't mind it at all. Preacher, I I didn't see that in that verse. Can you explain that a little deeper for me? That doesn't offend me. I welcome that. I think it's wonderful. It helps me to know they're daily in the Word. It helps me to know that they're not just taking my Word for it. Because listen, a pastor can get things wrong too. And I desire those things in a member, personal students of the Word of God. Now, if it's Bible, there ain't no questioning. But I want to be a Bible preacher, not an opinion preacher. And so, those are just some things that I wanted to give you today as we close out this series, seven part series on the importance of church membership what a pastor desires in a member and what a member should desire in a pastor. And I hope that was a help to you today. Now today, go out and be salt and light. Go out and make a difference in this world. If you're listening in the afternoon or evening, plan on purpose. In the morning, I'm going to get up, pray, read my Bible, get filled with the Holy Ghost, and I'm going to go out and make a difference in the world. And until the next Treasures of Truth podcast, God bless you.